0: Welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Rethinking Humanity podcast. I am Lacey Delane. Sonia Maria is not with us, but our wonderful, awesome Victor Ho is Hello. here.
1: With- <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Actually, I've always been off, but this is my first time on screen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're always here. You're just not- I'm always
1: here. I'm in a background and yes. technical producer of the rethinking humanity show so yeah. finally you guys get to see my face
0: yes get to see your face get to hear you talk and uh one of the reasons why well probably the only reason not the only reason but the primary reason why we're actually doing a podcast right now is because of victor uh before we get into it too much i want to say that Sonia sends her well wishes of course i told you all that she was going to go on the road and she was never going to come back So we're in the process of figuring out what we're gonna do with the show now. Do you know where she's at right now? Like what state? (laughs) I was just joking, she's coming back. Um, She's in California right now.
1: She's in California? She made it?
0: She made it, yeah. yeah. So good for her. And um, I think we'll be able to do an episode coming up soon. So stand by. Um, But in the meantime, uh, I think you all have to just deal with Lacey Delane and Victor Ho and I hope you can enjoy her. Yes. (laughs)
1: I'll make it interesting and funny.
0: Well, I thought this would be fun because, you know, we mentioned in the last episode how awesome you are when we, um, you know, well, we've mentioned how awesome you are, but in the context of our new idea for how to avoid ads for our podcast, you know, the buymeacoffee.com. And so I said, hey, buy Victor a coffee first. And remember that like, you know, as much as you may not have any clue who he is, like he's a very important part of the process and um, we wouldn't be here without him. So, and I said, maybe one day I'll share the story.
1: And so he thank helped. you for the people who's bought me coffee so far. That's very, very surprising and appreciated. So I'm Yay! very thankful.
0: Thank you to the people. And actually I think Sonia and I both have gotten coffee. So thank All you. Right. Guys. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. Um, but before we get into this too much, I'll just say, like, I'll just say how I know Victor and then I'm, you know, Victor, will we'll talk some more, but Victor and I are both Atlanta residents. We met in um, because of Andrew Yang and his run for president. And we've both been supportive and part of the Yang gang um, ever since that time. Um, so, so Victor, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, okay. Tell, tell us who you are.
1: Well, I, I'm actually, I still consider myself new to Atlanta. I moved here about maybe two and a half, probably about two and a half years ago from Los Angeles. And um, I actually kind of had two jobs. I had a day job and I had another, I wouldn't call it a night job because it was a job that I was still doing. My day job, I was a, um, a client support person in a pharmaceutical company. Um, basically, we, we, we designed a software that helps pharmacists with new drugs, whenever a new drug comes out, mm-hmm. they need to get trained. And in the past, these pharmacists used to fly to Hawaii or somewhere in a big conference oh, wow.
2: and, and okay. learn about
1: these things, but it's so expensive. Yeah. So the CEO of my company th- discovered that he said, hey, why don't I just make videos out of the seminars? And then you guys can just pay me to go on this platform and get certified. Right. So basically, my job was more of a client support while I was just in the background. If anybody forgot their password or Mm -hmm. don't know which modules they're supposed to go to, or sounds familiar. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or if something froze, you know, I'm the guy they call and and help. You know, they say, hey, how do I do this next module? It froze. I just tell them to turn off the computer and turn it back on. So yeah. basically that's cool. what I say every day. <laughs> My other job, which is what I really wanted to do, but at the time um, I wasn't there yet, was I, I worked in the film industry. Um, I had a friend who was a director and mm-hmm. we started a production company in Los Angeles. And we did a lot of short films. We did a couple documentaries. Um, and just recently I wanted to level up, meaning I wanted to do a real movie, not a documentary. I wanted to do a narrative. Mm -hmm. So I encouraged my director friend to do a narrative. Um, It took us four years, but we finally did it. Um, And we just recently, about three weeks ago, submitted it to Sundance. So cross our fingers.
2: Rock on, dude. We're
1: going to make Sundance. And I also got my first real credit, film Mm. credit, on IMDb, which is something I've always wanted to do. That's amazing, dude. Yeah, I knew yeah. you read
0: film, but I didn't get, I didn't know all those things. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, Man. definitely.
1: So it's pretty go, exciting. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. And I just found out last week that I'm about to earn my second credit on IMDb, on a film that I did five years ago that I thought wasn't going to happen.
2: Uh-huh. But
1: because of COVID, now all of the old things I've done are now being rediscovered and saying, hey, let's. Let's put that out so that we can make money off of it. <laughs> yeah. sure.
0: There's and, not a uh, lot of filming. Well, at least there hasn't, there wasn't a lot of filming going on. Um, yeah, for- yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Wow, amazing. And so we need to drop that IMDb link into the description of this podcast episode so people can go see your credits.
1: Yeah, it's actually a difficult one because I'm so IMDb is not like, you know, IMDb.com, Victor Ho. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because I'm so new. It's like a big number mm-hmm. or something. So it's kind of confusing. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, um, yeah. Th- uh, right now there's only one credit, but-
2: <laughs> okay. we
0: well, tell us about the film that you just submitted to Sundance.
1: The film is actually a romantic comedy, but it's an interesting one. Um, this was pitched to me by my director friend who read an article about this Japanese guy who, true story, fell in love with the cockroach. Really? Yeah, and he actually had a oh, relationship wow. uh, with the, like girlfriend, boyfriend type uh-huh. of thing with the cockroach. And I believe he even tried to get married with the cockroach. What? Again, <laughs> true story.
0: So what kind of film, is this a dramedy? What, what, what is it?
1: It's not a dramedy. It's very, um it's very whimsy, whimsical. Okay. Whimsical, kind of like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind Okay. type of thing. Okay. Um, It's a whimsical comedy, whimsical romantic comedy.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, So, yeah, so my my friends showed me this article and at first I said no, because that wasn't the type of genre I wanted to do. I wanted to do more of like Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg type of drama, you know? I want to win Oscars, I don't want to do this. Yeah, love story about a cockroach good grief.
0: <laughs> right
1: but he was so adamant about this because my friend really wanted to do it so I, I actually he told me he says okay because he I was going to write it he wanted me to write it
2: mm-hmm. but
1: I, I wouldn't do it because it wasn't what I wanted to do so he made a deal with me he says hey I'll find another writer but you need to produce it you need to help me produce it uh, because you're very organized and you know about a lot about the stuff. I can't produce it because I need to focus on directing and creative stuff. You do the business part and you find the people, you find, you know, put things together. What a producer does doesn't automatically mean I give them money. It it just means you put together a project, find the actors, you know, find these sets, Mm -hmm. you know, deal with all that stuff. I was like, you know what, I can do that. I've I've always wanted to see how being a producer is like, um, and this is a really Low budget feature is five and under, which is five people crew. Okay. So not more than five people crew. Yeah. Um and 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 every it sets our minimal. There's only, I believe there's only two locations, man, two or three locations.
0: Where they shot. And
1: it, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it was gorilla. Gorilla meaning we didn't even ask for permission. <laughs> we just shot it and okay, let's run. Let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds like some of our uh, Yang gang events that we did.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. all the actors we found. There's um one, two, three, four, five. There's four act actually five, but four real actors that you see on screen, and one that's a voiceover actor.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so not again five and under, not more than five actors. So it's very low budget because that was a deal. I said, okay, if we're gonna do this because it's mm-hmm. gonna be out of our own pocket. Right, got to be five under, meaning no more than five actors, no more than five in a crew. Right, and that's how you make a movie for mm-hmm. people who want to do their first movie. Is you you need to make a movie that's typically one location and two people. Yep, you know, because because that's all you if you want to do it yourself. That's all you can do. You yeah. can't do Star Wars. You know, you can't do Lord of the Rings.
0: Right, that's You're never
1: gonna make it. <laughs>
0: right, right.
1: So now we, you know, so we did it. Mm-hmm. And now we can use it as our business card to do a bigger film. Our second film will be a bigger film, you know, and, and that's how we hope that we're going to level up. And that's how we hope that if Sundance accepts our film,
0: mm-hmm. then
1: that's when the um, networking really begins. So
0: Cool. Well, I am hopeful for you that that all just takes off. I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So um, tell us before we get into the story of how this podcast started, uh, which is something that I mentioned, hey, we we're going to talk about uh, on the last episode. Tell us what you do for the podcast. Like, how, what is your role? We, we say technical producer. What is it that you do? Describe that for everybody.
1: So basically what I do is I'm basically just in a background. I, I, you know, I'm sure in the bottom, you see all these things that pops up like someone's website or someone's name. Mm-hmm. I make sure all of that pops in at the right time. You know, Mm. when I hear a word cue from either you or Sonia or even the guest, I just pop that up. I make sure the audio is still going on because audio is the most important thing in a podcast, because that's all you have is audio. Like audio messes up in the podcast. You don't have a podcast. It's not like film where Mm. you have to worry about picture and audio (laughs) podcast. You need to make sure audio is working otherwise you have no podcast you messed up you gotta do it again
2: yeah
1: um so audio is always the first thing i worry about i've i'm always double checking on audio even while you guys are talking i'm looking at audio make sure that's on
2: mm-hmm.
1: um even when my internet is down and that happens <laughs> it happened twice so far yes um i have to make sure that you guys are still talking all right and i need to be back on by the time you guys finish so that mm-hmm. I can end it. Yeah. Um, so basically, I just keep all that on. Also, I look at the chat. And if you do about, live.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. If we're on YouTube live. Right.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That way you and Sonia can just focus on talking. Um, you don't have to look over the chat. So, what did Tyreen just say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, thank yeah. you for that. That's wonderful.
0: I mean, then, I mean, of course, you're the one who presses the go button. As far as like record, yep. Um, it's been a wonderful thing for me and Sonia that we don't have to think about that at all. Like the technical element of this
1: yeah. is that you run pretty much. It's just like filmmaking to me. This is why I love doing podcasts. It, the s- same skills I learned in film transfers over to, to podcasting. Um, you and Sonia are the, are the actors. You're the, you're the host and what you need to do is focus on being the host you need to focus on being the face of the show mm-hmm. um, and there needs to be someone like me who loves doing this to be in the background saying okay i got the audio ready okay i got the you know this ready i got the countdown ready i'll yeah. look at the chat and i'll pop it up whenever something interesting you know someone says something interesting yeah so i think that's that's a good that's that's a good teamwork you know
0: it's fabulous teamwork and then of course you upload the audio into oh yeah i into, edit the
1: audio and yeah
0: yes which we don't do a whole lot of edits really we do one take so that's wonderful and much easier i'm sure but we have done some edits um mm-hmm. but but you know as much as um our platform does make it easy for us to upload that um i could do it or someone could do it um yeah. the way you do it you doing it helps and it's wonderful. And it's, and I think you use some other software sometimes too. I it do. Comes, right. Yep. Yeah. So that's good.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I used, I actually used two or three additional software
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, to do this podcast. And by the way, for you listeners who are interested in doing podcasting for yourself, um, all of them are free. Um, the only one I pay, the only thing I pay a monthly is StreamYard. Um, and it's not even that expensive. Um, It works out in your favor if podcasting is what you really want to do or try. Um, I would suggest that. But everything else except for StreamYard, which is a platform you use to do a podcast, you should be able to do for free.
0: Yeah, that's been wonderful. And honestly, that was a selling point. And when I say selling point, Victor, I think I'm transitioning into telling the story of why the hell we're actually doing a podcast? <laughs> why the hell Lacey Delane has actually a podcast right now?
1: So to tell you, to tell our audience this story, I have to go back in the beginning Um, to what Victor saw and, and realized and noticed because this is the same thing as filmmaking, especially when I, Became more of a producer for my uh, on a on my friend's production company is I ha- I have an eye for talent. Like if I see a writer or if I see an actor, I remember them. Like oh man, this person is really talented. I, if there's ever a movie or a script, um, I'm going to remember this person because that mm. that person would be perfect for this role. So as Lacey mentioned, we met when we were. Both in the Atlanta Yang Gang, um, when Andrew Yang was running for president, and Lacey ran the Atlanta Yang Gang. She was the leader of the Atlanta Yang Gang, um, and then she got a great offer from Andrew Yang to work for him. So she, she left. <laughs> she was still kind of involved, but not as a leader. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was it was a great success story for us. Um. For us in a Yang Gang, we were like, "Oh man, that can happen." I mean, Lacey did it. You know, she's mm-hmm. actually working for Andrew Yang. Awesome. <laughs> you know, so um, so that happened. And then when Andrew Yang decided to suspend his campaign, um, all of a sudden, if this is what I saw, it felt as if it wasn't that you can't. You couldn't come back to Atlanta Yang Gang as a leader. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wasn't like, okay, I'm back. I'm gonna take over now. No, right. Because there was someone else that was that was doing it. And yeah. it, it wasn't something that you can come back to. Yeah. So to me, it felt like you were kind of lost. Like, oh my gosh, I don't have a platform now. Because when when you were leading Atlanta Yang Gang, you you had a voice and mm-hmm. people listened to you, not just Yang Gang but others who are not Yang Gang, mm. people listen to you. Mm. Um, so I felt that it's like, man, Lacey just lost her voice. She, she has no platform. Mm. Um, so at the time I was like, man, I feel so bad. <laughs> Cause you, you basically hadn't had, you know you, you didn't have Atlanta Yang Gang. I mean, even though you're still kind of evolved, but you weren't the leader yeah and, and you're just trying to figure out, like all of us, um what we're we gonna do next after mm-hmm. Andrew Yang suspended, yeah, so around the same time, I had pitched an idea to the guy who the, the person who was running Atlanta Yang gang at the time mm-hmm. when I was in the Yang gang, I felt that I was limited, and the reason why I said that is because I I had shared a, long, a while ago that this year would be my first time voting. I have never voted before because wow. for several reasons, mainly because I was lazy <laughs> and mm. I, I never had any interest mm. in, any, in, in any president in the past, I never yeah. did. I was yeah. never taught how to vote, so I never gave it any interest. Wow. But this year changed a lot. Um, so you can say that I was very new to this and I wasn't one of those people. I'm not like these people that can talk about politics like crazy politics, right?
2: Because yeah. that
1: just confuses me. right So I couldn't I felt that I, I wasn't a good person to go out canvassing. you know I'm not a good person to talk about Andrew Yang talking points. Mm-hmm. I know them, but I don't know how to explain it to people. So I felt that as a yang, as a member of a yang gang, as a volunteer, I was useless because <laughs> I wasn't a good talker. Mm. I can't go out there in a, on the streets and talk to people about Andrew Yang. I didn't know how. Right. And I was scared. You know, what if they debate against me? I'm going to lose because I'm not <laughs> a good debater. I, I don't know how to debate. Right. So I realized that I do. Even though I have a weakness and I recognize it, I do have a strength, and that strength is film, is video. Yeah. So I had, I had asked the leader at the time and said, "Hey, can we do something else? Like, can I do video? Like, whenever we do our gatherings? This yes. is pre-COVID, before we had COVID. Yeah. You know, whenever we go have our uh, meetups in a bar, I want to film it. I want to video it and talk to people." And, and I also want to do a podcast. You know, I want to do a podcast and talk to different Yang Gang people and how yeah. they, you know, what do they think about UBI? What do they want that? You know, because yeah. that's something I can do. And we can expand instead of just a meetup. Yes. Now we can expand into YouTube videos, into podcasts, into something bigger. Yes. Um, and, and I was like, yes, you know, that's finally I found my lane, <laughs> you know, that no one else was doing. And right, I found my lane that I could excel in.
0: Wow, your um, you're way of contributing, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I decided to do, I did my first podcast, and of course my first guest was Lacey Delane.
2: <laughs> that is correct. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was an easy decision. Uh, it, was, it was my plan, my plan.
0: Oh, right, right, it was the plan. Tell us more about the plan. <laughs> so
1: here's the origin story of how we thinking humanity was born at the time when I was interviewing Lacey Delang for my first episode, I realized that, oh my gosh, this woman needs to have her own show. She's better than me. I actually thought that. I said, why aren't you interviewing me? (laughs) I I shouldn't be the one interviewing you. I shouldn't be the one, I shouldn't be the face of the podcast. You should be the face of the podcast. But it wasn't something I should say. It, I, it wasn't like, hey, Lacey, you should do a podcast. That's just me telling you something, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that you would even do anything about it if I did tell you that. Yeah. So I said, well, I got to trick her. I got to make her do it in a way where I'm like, hey, Lacey, do you want to co-host the next episode too? And of yes. course, you said yes.
2: <laughs> you totally did that to me.
1: <laughs> so I kind of tricked you into Co-hosting with me because I wanted to get your feet wet. Because I knew that you were hesitant because you never did po- just like me, you never did podcasting before. Right. So I was like, okay, the way to get you in is you got to dip your toes in the water before I push you into the water, into the deep end, right? Yeah. I was like, okay, I could trick you into just being the co-host and just playing along with me in in my podcast, um, which was um really for real again. Which mm. currently now is not happening, but hopefully maybe next year I'll I'll revive it again. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah. that's what I did. I, I kind of tricked you into doing this, and then and then I knew that somehow you're going to need your own show. So at the time, you know, I remember you texting me and calling me and giving me ideas, and then you came up with "Rethinking Humanity." I said, "Yes,
2: yeah. do
1: that," because. Yeah. Um, you want if you're going to do a podcast, you want to do something that you're very that you love, a topic that you love. Don't do something that you think everybody that that was the reason why I stopped really for real again. Um, because I there were a lot of Yang Gang podcasts at the time, and they were all great. Um, I didn't want to do another Yang Gang podcast, and mine was just mediocre. <laughs> So, but okay. (laughs) This goes back to me being weak at canvassing. You know, I I didn't think I was a good canvasser when when Andrew Yang was running for president, and I and I thought, but I have a strength in filmmaking. I can do video. I can do podcasting. I can do that. So that's the same thing.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: There were enough Yang Gang podcasts out there that were great. There, especially Andrew Yang himself. You know, Yang speaks. Yeah. I felt that there ne- there didn't need to be another one by me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is part yeah. of why I'm like, this podcast is not about Yang. Although the origins, as you're now hearing, really have a lot to do with him and his campaign, mostly because we connected that way.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and the, the, and the way I see about it is I, I, I'm a podcaster- that's in the yang gang not a yang gang member that does a podcast
2: yeah okay? yeah
1: there's a difference yeah. between that right you know? and rethinking humanity is a perfect example um another one is yang gang book club mm-hmm. um they're they're a great example of of people who, of the the two people who who do topics that are not necessarily about Andrew yang right. at all i mean the book right. of the month they are reading right now is about zombies <laughs> what does that have to do with Andrew yang right. <laughs> you know Love them by the way. Yeah. They're
0: awesome. I mean, I think, you know, I, um, as much as I obviously like know that that's our roots, that's obviously not what this is about. And you, uh, I appreciate, thank you for all the compliments. You saw a skill in me basically, and a, a potential in me. And you kind of I mean, we can say the word tricked, but really, I really,
1: I totally tricked you. Me. And I,
0: <laughs> I totally you did.
1: You caught the bait, man. You, you, you got me. Dude. How many episodes have you done so far? How many what? episodes, How many episodes So far?
0: Well, I, that's a good question. We're going to be doing episode 10, but with the bonuses, there I don't you
1: know. There you go. About. You caught the bait. <laughs> 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 you didn't stop at one or two. You, you, you,
0: yeah. You, but you just helped me to see something true and yeah. real about, you know, about myself that I didn't know. And the cool thing about it is is that Sonia and I, before um, I went on staff on the campaign, uh, had a conversation at one point about, like, we need to start a podcast. I told her. I was like, oh, we really? need to start yes, I don't I we need that. It. Okay. Um, but it's because we, you know, the conversations that we have on this podcasts are very similar to the conversations that we have in real life when we just sit and talk to each other over coffee. And so I knew that that because we think so much alike in, in our conversations tend to be around ideas like that, that they might be kind of entertaining for people. And, you know, the content that we're using is just kind of, it's another um, thread of of humanistic values. It's a, it's a vehicle to present these humanistic values that we hold and that Andrew Yang held. And, you know, as you can see on his platform and many others, and I really believe it's a theme that's gaining steam in so many spheres of our society right now. Um, But yeah, so like, you know, the fact that we kind of, I kind of already had something in mind of what I would do, and you came along and you gave me like that push that I needed to just do it. And and then COVID really helped a lot too, because-
1: Yeah, I mean, COVID, Yeah, I'm telling you, I mean, to the audience that's listening, even though COVID, this is just my opinion, and this is what I believe because I'm going through it. Mm-hmm. With COVID, even though it's a bad thing that's going on right now, take advantage of whether you're unemployed or you're doing nothing. Don't feel bad about it. Um, I went through it. But everything that you've always wondered, if you can do it, whether Mm -hmm. it's writing a book, writing a screenplay, Mm -hmm. doing a YouTube video, rapping, I don't care what it is. Now's the time to do it. Yep. I mean, do it now because COVID gives you an excuse to discover your creative endeavors. Yes. Uh, because you probably won't have a time to do it once COVID is over when you start looking for a full time job. You know, I mean when I had a full time job, I had creative endeavors, but I was always too tired after my eight to eight job, <laughs> you know, eight AM to eight PM job, exactly. you know?
0: Exactly.
1: So but when I was unemployed, I was on un- I was one of them that was unemployed when COVID, right before COVID happened, I, I I mean, obviously I was depressed, but mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second, I can now do that film. You know, now I can really focus on finishing Yes, um, our first movie. And we did, we did, we finished our first movie three weeks ago, you know, so take so, advantage of this time.
0: It's true. And I mean, I think this points back to something that we talked about in the earlier episodes of, of the podcast of saying like, we really believe that there's going to be good that comes out of it. And there there's always good that if you are willing to see it, that can come out of any situation. I'm not saying those situations are good, obviously, um, but there can be good. And so these are, uh, are examples of the good that can come out of that. You know, there's no way in hell I would have done this podcast if it wasn't for COVID. I just know it. I just know it.
1: Definitely. I I mean, Podcast, I mean, you know, do you know how many podcasts were established when COVID happened? I know <laughs> There, was, there sure. was a spike in podcasts um, because people suddenly realized that they have a voice mm-hmm. and they wanted to do something about it. And podcast was the easiest. Did you know, I don't know if I ever told you this, Lacey, our first episode when you were our first guest. Yeah. Um, I I hadn't subscribed to StreamYard yet. So I used it, I used the StreamYard for free, the one that you can only have limited yeah. um, functions for free.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I did that podcast in a closet in in my bedroom closet because I needed
2: Damn. soundproof room. Yeah.
1: Everything I did was for free. I didn't even have a microphone. The microphone I use is the one I'm using right now, which is the Apple Apple um, earbud microphone.
0: Yeah. Yep
1: so that first podcast we did everything i did was for free Yep. it didn't chart i didn't spend any money and look where we are now <laughs> you know
0: yeah no i mean and I, I like i said you know the what pivoted us to even this conversation was that the fact that you know the platform that we use which is anchor is free it was a selling exactly. point point. And, and you know the audience should know this or i hate the word should the audience needs to know this that you said to me victor you were like listen I'll do all the the technical stuff. I'll do the digital work. You don't have anything. Just do the podcast. I mean, that is how emphatic you were (laughs) about me. And I was like, Hmm. And you were like, it's free. It's really easy to set this stuff up because I'm, I'm decent with technology, but I'm not, it's just not my personality to dive deep into, you know, something like that and try to figure out how would I do that? I just, I just, it's just not how and I am.
1: I, I can literally teach you and Sonia in one day how to do everything that I'm doing right now. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can literally do that.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: it's just a fact that, you know, like I said earlier, it's, it's, it's a team sport.
0: Yes. All yes. of
1: us can be, can excel when we're all just, just focusing on, on our skill. Yes. You know, instead of doing everything, you yeah. know, and I'm sure some people do it and they're great at it.
0: Right. And they. You know, I'm it. not
1: saying you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't do mm-hmm. everything by yourself. No, it's just, I think for us, this is the way, you know, we went about it. And, and this is the way we think we're going to succeed.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I, I mean, you know, it's it's super valuable to be in a position where, like you're saying, we can just focus on content.
1: Yeah, definitely. And
0: if we're doing live shows. I mean, this is how good Victor is. He's just listening the whole time. And I don't even know Victor if you are interested in these. I like I don't even know if you like this kind of stuff anyway, which I'll ask you in a second. But he's listening and he's like, "Oh, Prop Twenty Four. Uh, let me pull up the website or so and so book. Let me pull it up and Screen Share." And so just very proactive about making things better for an experience for all of us, and that yeah. is so so valuable.
1: Yeah, you. I actually have to be a. <laughs> I have to be a really good listener. I mean. Yeah, that Prop 24 thing, that one episode, I actually had, I probably had about 20 or so links ready.
0: Wow. To I didn't pop
1: up. Yeah. Because what I do is I would listen, right, intently. And yeah. it, was, it was something that's very important because I noticed that um, Tyreen kept on that subject. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pop it because I already found it. I found that Prop 24 already. Okay. Um, as soon as she mentioned that I already knew about it because as I told you, I, I used to live in LA. So I knew about um that oh, yes. I just yeah. didn't know the number. Right. I, but I knew about the subject. I just didn't know it was Pop 24 at the time. Yeah. So it was an easy find for me. And 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 when she stuck on it, I was like, okay, perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna show it on the screen.
2: Yeah.
1: But um yeah, yeah. that's basically what I did. I, I just yeah. listen and when you say something, I look it up on Google. Mm -hmm. And if you're still talking about it, then then I'll pop it up. But if you pass it, then I wouldn't do it because it's old news already. So you got to be quick.
0: Yes. Well, and you're good at that. So the last thing I'll ask you is, what do you think about the content? I mean, I don't think I've ever asked you that question. I mean, you have to listen to what we're saying. Uh, is it like torture? Are you like, oh my god? Or you know, I'm. I'm guessing you're not a philosophy fiend. So that's I'm cool. not,
1: but yeah. I do read a lot of Asian philosophy. I read a lot of like Sun Tzu: The Art of War is my favorite book. It's mm-hmm. actually on my my desk stand. I, I read a passage like once a week, um, every week for the past. I've read it since college, man. I, I mean, decades. So I, I, I go back to that book constantly. Um, and I read, <laughs> this is funny. I, I, Br- Bruce Lee, the martial artist, yeah, is actually a philosopher. You said that to me one time. Yeah, I, Bruce Lee, I mean, he's not, he's not a martial art, you know, he's actually a, a philosopher, legit philosopher. That's cool. So I read a lot of his, um, a lot of his works. Um, there's a set of books that his daughter, Shannon Lee, put out. That because she rediscovered Bruce Lee at the time, he wrote a lot of philosophy that was Mm -hmm. never published. Because Mm -hmm. you know, when he became a movie star, all people wanted him to do was kick butt, Mm
0: -hmm. they didn't care
1: about whether he can spout philosophy.
0: Philosophy is way cooler. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah,
1: so you know, Bruce Lee never had a chance to publish his philosophy work, Mm -hmm. he was actually a philosophy major in, in college. So he never got to share a lot about his philosophy. It's only until recently when it was discovered Mm -hmm. and now his daughter is releasing them into into books. Mm -hmm. So, um, and there's a lot of them, man. There's like, there's a lot of philosophy from Bruce Lee. So I I read a lot of his philosophy Mm -hmm. uh, about his way of life. And and this guy, for a guy who does a lot of movies about violence, he was a guy who who talks about not doing violence?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, he's almost he mo- he's almost the opposite of what you think. This God portrays; he's the complete opposite. So yeah. it's, it's quite fascinating. So, even though I'm not really into Eric Fromm, <laughs> I do read some philosophy, but it's a it, but it's a philosophy that that is more to my interest, which is more of an sure. Asian, Asian East, um, East Indian type of philosophy.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah cool. Well, I'm glad you're not like uh...
1: (laughs) No, it's not I'm not a comic book graphic. It's not all comic books and graphic novels. (laughs) No, no, that's not
0: what I was going to say. I I,
1: do read other books. (laughs)
0: No, no, I was going to say I'm glad it's not this you know, just horrible, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I mean, oh my but, gosh. When
1: are you going to finish? It's already an yeah, hour. <laughs>
0: <right>? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if it was, you, you wouldn't be involved, but I mean, just so cool of you to give your time to all of this and oh, yeah. um, super appreciate it and enjoy having you and working with you, of course. Oh, and you. We're working on a, over a year of friendship now from, yeah. you know, Yang Gang. So it's kind of cool to see how, these kinds of, you know, ideas that are bringing people together. I love that part.
1: That's well, great. you know, Atlanta Yang gang since then has, has, you know, the line is now on uh, humanity forward, Georgia. Right. And that group is doing yeah. great. Yes. You know, and then we're doing, we think humanity. So a lot of good has come from our gang.
0: Yes, yes. You yes. know,
1: so, yeah. and, and that's been, that's been really great to see. You know, coming back from I remember our beginning days where we met at mm-hmm. I forgot his name, but we met at his house. This was when Andrew Yang first came to Atlanta on his Humanity first tour. Yeah, and we were f- trying to figure out how we we're going to do it.
0: <laughs> Wait, was this an April over indicator?
1: I think so. This is this is the time when Andrew Yang kind of surprised us with a FaceTime. Yeah, he did a surprise FaceTime.
0: Yeah, I can't remember that guy's name. He he didn't. I
1: forgot too. He was actually the first guy, first a Yang Gang, to say hi to me.
0: Oh wow! Okay. Yeah.
1: The first one, because I was obviously this is my first time being involved in any type of politics, and I was I was kind of nervous, and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. You know, I had my list of talking points. You know, uh-huh. but none of us really talked about politics at all. Yeah. Um. And he came up to me. He says, "Hey, you know, my name is forgot his name. Yeah. Get some barbecue.
0: <laughs> he did have barbecue that night. And yeah.
1: There was a barbecue that night. Yeah. You
0: know. We did have a, a Facetime with Andrew Yang, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, that was cool.
0: So, yeah, that was crazy. And then shortly after that, Andrew came to Atlanta, and we did the rally. And yeah, what a whirlwind. So, yay! Well, thank you again, Victor, for your time. Everything. Yeah, that you're no doing. problem. I hope you guys enjoyed, like, hearing our story, how this all came about, kind of the, the background scene of Victor and the work that he does that uh, is not visible but is certainly important. Um, so don't forget to buy him a coffee. Buy me a coffee.
1: <laughs> buy Lacey and Sonia a coffee, too. They <laughs> drink more go- coffee than me.
0: we maybe i don't know (laughs) is that true (laughs) it (laughs) totally is um but anyways well we hope you enjoyed this extra bit of bonus content um we have had excellent uh response to the last two episodes so um hope you enjoy this bit and we will have another episode out shortly um yeah appreciate you victor